It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, so let's address this. We all have our least favorite Philly of all time. And if you're making a list of your four least favorite Phillies of all time or your eight least favorite Phillies of all time, does it not all come back to the same kind of team? Because... There weren't that many guys in the ninth, like John Crook and Darren Dalton and even Kurt Schilling and Lenny Dykstra when he was there and Dave Hollins and Kevin Stocker and Pete Incavilia and Jim Eisenreich. Like I'm going through all your mid to late 90s Phillies. None of them really pissed me off that much. Like my list of guys I hate, are all from that same team in 06 and 07 and 08. Now, you're missing are you people. with me on this or no? Uh, you're missing people. What about oh. the Von Hayes of the world? Like the, the the late 80s team. Like, again, you're talking about Kruk was there. I, I didn't like Kruk so much. I hated Kirk Schilling when he, when he was with the team. Uh, v- again, I don't know why, but Von Hayes is a guy that sticks out to me that just Always aggravated me. Now I don't think they were at the time. Were they in the same division? No, they kind of realigned a little bit later. No, we were always in the same division. We were always the Mets and the Phillies have shared a division the entire history of divisional alignment. The problem was, and I mean, it's not necessarily a problem. I'm describing it this way: is that they were never really good at the same time. Like the Mets and the Phillies have been two ships passing in the night, with the exception of the rivalry of 0708. Outside of that. You know, you, you you mentioned those 90s teams. The Phillies were mostly bad in the 1990s. The only year they were good was that year they won the pennant in 1993. But remember, the year before that, they finished in last place. And the year after that, they were pretty close to last place. Yeah, but they were always a nuisance. So that's the thing. Is that I, you, you talk about a couple teams I used to see all the time. It was always, I tend to always go to Pirates games. Don't ask me why. But it was either <laughs> Pirates or Phillies games. And they'd always just be a nag to me all the time. They'd always make it tough. They'd always make it rough. Again, I saw Kurt Shirley enough as a Philly to bother me. I was happy with that. So my first real memory of understanding baseball on a day-to-day basis was 1992. So that's really the first year where, you know, I'm scoring games. I'm understanding games. I'm kind of getting it. And the Phillies weren't good that year. The Mets weren't good that year. 1993, and this is going to sound, I guess, sort of crazy. By 1993, when the Philadelphia Phillies shockingly won 97 games, I was rooting for them in the NLCS. And at that point, we didn't have any hatred towards the Braves. They played them in the NLCS, the Braves. But here's why I wasn't rooting for the Braves as a a simple 10-year-old. 
the Braves had won the pennant in 1992 and 1991. So the Braves had been to the last two World Series. I was just sick of them. I wasn't even a division rival of the Atlanta Braves. So as a 10-year-old, I didn't hate the 93 Phillies. I sort of rooted for them because at that point, I didn't have any history with them. 1994, they go back to sucking. 95, they suck. 96, they suck. 97, Mets start to turn it around. Phillies still suck. I started to dislike them a little bit in 1999 because if you recall, and I recall because I was there, I went with my dad for a weekend series in September as the Mets were collapsing. The Mets had a 1999 collapse before they, they fixed it and obviously won the last three games against the Pirates, forced the one-game playoff, beat the Reds, and we all know what happened. Got to the NLCS. They lost two really close games on a Saturday and a Sunday against the Phillies at the Vet, and it was brutal because the Mets had choked a year earlier in 1998, so it felt like it was happening again. And so it took me until 1999 when the Mets are playing these huge games at the Vet with their playoff hopes on the line for me to actually start disliking them. Because before that, you know, they weren't, they were just another team. But that weekend, Scott Rowland, you're a douche. Mike Lieberthal, I can't stand you. Bobby Abreu, yuck. Doug Glanville, and then of course, Rico Bronia. You know I loved you, Rico, but you stood in the way of the train and you derailed the train. And then the Mets fixed themselves and made the playoffs. But I'm telling you, man, I never had an issue with them until 1999, only because they got in the way of my pennant race. No, I get it. It's it's different, I guess, when you're when when you actually have an effect. When they're not good, I get it. But something about them uh, bothered me. Again, we talk, we talk about Pat Burrell, even a guy who just constantly always found a way. You listen. The, the more you see players over and over and over, eventually they're going to have a game. They're going to find a way to beat. You're playing it enough times. They're going to find a way to beat you, and it's just it's always in an aggravating fashion. You know what I mean? Well, first of all, first of all, you mentioned a curse word in my presence, okay? We haven't gotten to him yet. We'll get to him, and that's Pat Burrell, all right? First of all, Pat Burrell was a guy who I had heard of years before he came to the major leagues, and here's why. Not because I'm anything special. Do you remember the J.D. Drew controversy with Philadelphia? The Philadelphia Phillies drafted J.D. Drew and had a contract dispute with him. It was a huge deal. Like They could not get J.D. Drew to sign. And after they didn't sign him, they ended up drafting in the first round of the 1998 draft, Pat Burrell. Most of the time, you never hear about guys when they're drafted. Nowadays, a little bit different, but especially 15, 20 years ago, unless you were the number one, number one overall pick or something special was happening, you never really heard about picks. Well, Pat Burrell was the number one overall pick by the Philadelphia Phillies. The J.D. Drew controversy was still hot in the air. And so I remember them, oh, yeah, we got Pat Burrell. He's going to be awesome. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, this guy, well, I, you know, what, what's he going to be? We have no idea. And little did I know that this right-handed hitter would come back and just torture us to a level that doesn't make any sense. And it all started in 2000 when he made his major league debut with the Phillies, played 10 games against the Mets, and hit four home runs right out of the gate. Because why the hell not? And then 2001, he hits six home runs. And then in 2002, he hits seven home runs. This is against one team in a season. 
four home runs, four home runs, six home runs, five home runs, five home runs. He finally started to cool off by the time the Phillies got really good. So Burrow was more of a hindrance to us in the early 2000s, but it was all said and done. He played 162 games against the Mets. What a perfect number. It's like a full regular season. He hit 42 home runs. Yeah. When I'm making that list of people I hate, Pat Burrell's up there mainly because if you look at the rest of his career and you say, okay, well, what was Pat Burrell? He wasn't that good. Like, yeah, he had home runs, but he wasn't a slugger of sluggers. He wasn't leading the league in home runs. He wasn't getting MVP votes by any stretch of the imagination. And here he was torturing us. Every, it, home run off Billy Wagner. Home run off this guy. Game-winning home runs. It, was, it would never end, Pete. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No, I, I, I remember him. And again, I think what it really started me... I noticed him in some video games I played. I go, who the hell is this guy, Pat hmm. Merle? And then I realized I did the connection. I'm like, oh, this is the guy who's been torturing us in real life too. It, it, it is amazing because you look about he wants, if I'm correct, he went to the Giants after, and he won a World Series with them. Is that is that? Am I wrong with that? I think he won. Uh, no, World you're World right. Series. He was actually on the 2010 World Champion Giants. Yep. So I, I I remember him being a nuisance, and then I remember him being being a jerk with the giants too, which really made me just hate him as well. It's, 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 his presence was weird because you knew that he wasn't that good, but the Mets just couldn't find a way to figure it out how to get him out. And I think that bothers you more than anything else. Yeah. And, and then, you know, as Burl is on that team in 2000, 2001, 2002, you saw a pretty good team developing because the Phillies won you know, they were in pennant races, 02, 03, 04. They were kind of in that mid-80s range, and they were building something. Jimmy Rollins is coming up. Chase Utley is coming up. Shane Victorino, who was not that freaking good, but all of a sudden, he shows up to the Philadelphia Phillies in 2006, and he blossoms into a really good player. Jason Worth blossoms into a really good player. And here we are with the Philly team that, look, I'm sorry. there There is no Philly team, not even the current team that can match the hatred that we all have in our heart for those mid-2000s Philadelphia Phillies. And what really makes it difficult is that they called their shot. That's what pisses me off. And I respect it, but it pisses me off. Jimmy Rollins had no reason whatsoever to say we're the team to be, yet he did it. And that's what started this whole thing. Because when the Mets were good in 2006, the Phillies weren't a threat. They weren't even close. Like they were, they weren't even in the stratosphere of the Mets. The Mets blew past them. It's kind of like my point about the two, uh, two ships sailing through the night. You know, when the Phillies have had good years, the Mets have been terrible. When the Mets have good years, the Phillies are irrelevant. 1986, the only factor the Phillies had is that the Mets struggled in Philly to clinch as early as some people wanted them to. Other than that, they were a bump in the woods. It didn't matter. 1993, while the Phillies are winning the pennant, the Mets are the worst team maybe in their history since the 60s. 
Worst team money could buy. 99, 2000, as the Mets are going back to the playoffs, again, Phillies are a non-factor, but the Phillies are starting to develop something in the early 2000s. And when the Mets won the pennant in 06, we all came back in 2007 and said, okay, that was brutal, but now we have to get back to where we got tripped up. And Jimmy Rollins, who is a nice player, okay? I have respect for what Jimmy Rollins has done in his career. To me, he's nowhere close to being a Hall of Famer, okay? He's not even close. He won the MVP in 2007, but you got to ask yourself something. Was he really the MVP? I mean, seriously, the, the MVP credit I'll give Jimmy Rollins is that Jimmy called a shot because Jimmy said to all of us, we're the team to beat. And when he did it, we all laughed like, ha, ah, the team to beat. <laughs> That's adorable. What the hell's that based on? And then that guy went out and he produced. And I would never say that Jimmy Rollins produced on a Chipper Jones level because I think what Chipper Jones did to us was, you know, I don't know if that could ever be matched in terms of big moments, in terms of how consistent he was. He just killed us forever. But Jimmy Rollins makes a very strong comment about how we're the team to beat. And he was clutch against us that year in 2007. I don't think he had overall good numbers, but he came through with big hits, especially during the collapse, especially when the Phillies and really what changed things was in the summer. The Mets played a big series during the week in Philadelphia and they lost a bunch of games, including collapsing in a game in which Billy Wagner came in to try to get a six out save and he collapsed and ends up giving up, I think, a game winning home run. We lose and the Phillies start to get confidence and start to get relevance then they come to Shea Stadium in September win a bunch of games and obviously the Mets choke and to the Phillies credit they took advantage of it they had to win baseball games and they did but I think what's most impressive about what Jimmy Rollins did Pete is that he called a shot he told us we're the team to beat and then his team led by him backed it up because none of us thought they were the team to beat in 2007 coming off of what the Mets accomplished in the regular season in 2006. Yeah, no, that sucked. Uh, and again, but you do look at the team, and no matter how much I hate them, I do have to like tip the cap. They had a legitimate squad. Again, Jimmy Rollins, did he deserve the MVP that year? I Compared to what, Prince Fielder? Compared to his own teammate, Ron Ho Howard? I don't think so. But you go through it. I mean, I hated Chase Utley. You go through all the names that we've discussed many, many times. They were doing the right thing. They were had a good farm system. They were building a team that was going to take them deep and eventually win a World Series. No, no doubt.